Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. In a bit, we're going to be chatting to labor law expert Andrew Goldberg from Goldberg Attorneys. We received an email from Anna, Anna's a domestic worker, and uh, she is complaining. She says the money that she earns is not enough compared to the hours as well as the responsibilities that she has. She only gets one weekend off, and that is month end, and she looks after two children as well. She doesn't get an increase. She hasn't received a bonus. She's not happy at all. Andrew joins us on the line. Good morning, Andrew. Morning. Morning to the listeners as well. Thank you so much for giving us your time as well as uh, your, your, your brain because uh, uh, this is something that is so familiar across the South African uh, what's this, landscape in all households. Uh, Anna is complaining. She's a domestic worker. She earns 3,200 rands every month. She's been working for this family for three years. She's not happy with the money. How much is the minimum wage in South Africa for domestic workers? So the minimum wage, I don't know for domestic workers it's different, but for the minimum wage is 25 rand and 42 cents, which comes out at 1,000 rand and 16, 1,016 rand and 80 cents per month salary. All right. And how does Anna best navigate this issue uh, now that she has to ask for a salary increase? I mean, salary increase should be given on a yearly basis. So you should at least start at the beginning on some kind of salary and then from then on a yearly basis get an increase according to the general rate, which is usually between 6 and 10%. Mm. Obviously, some employers can't afford that. So, um, you know, you've got to then navigate that through either coming to the employer and asking them for an increase on a yearly basis. Or, obviously, uh, the other second way is just download what's called a grievance because there are only two types of uh, problems that people can have. Either that they've been dismissed or that they've had got an unfair labor practice. Mm. Now, failure to give an increase is an unfair labor practice. But what so then you'd launch what's called an internal grievance. I see. But now, Andrew, a lot of these um, agreements are very much informal. There is no actual uh, employment contract. It's it's me I, uh, looking for a helper, someone who's going to help me in the house. I meet with them. I chat with them. Um, I let them know how much I'm able to afford. And we agree verbally do all these um, labor laws and clauses still apply without an actual employment contract? Yes, definitely they do apply because they apply according to the common law, which is that there is a contract between you to supply your services as a domestic and for the employer to pay you on a monthly basis. The employer should pay you between the 25th and the 30th of the month mm. and should pay you actually in advance of the last day of your employment. According to the Labor Relations Act and the labor laws, you should have an employment contract in place and you do have a right to demand for an employment contract. My suggestion is that I know that most people who are domestic workers aren't that literate, that they go and seek help and they get a contract drafted for them and they present that to the employer. If the employer doesn't, isn't willing to sign it, it still applies because they work according to that document. Mm. So employment contract doesn't need to be signed. I hear you. But now Anna feels like she's also entitled to a bonus. Is that also uh, something that is uh, a must? No, bonuses are totally discretionary unless you belong to a bargaining council or, the, or such as the bargaining council for the road freight industry or the like, which is usually giving two weeks at the end of the year, in December, or on your birthday they give you two weeks. Mm, so a bonus is totally discretionary, but most uh, employers... Do pay a bonus 
regards to, especially to domestic workers. Yeah. And that's usually, you know, it is discretionary, but it's usually a month's salary or half a month's salary in that regard. Yeah. And can her employer dismiss her on the basis that she asked for an increase and say, listen, Anna, I can only afford 3,200 rands, take it or leave it. Can she do that? No. They would have to retrench them then. They'd have to retrench them and they'd have to prove that they can't afford it. They'd have to put forward uh, proof it was bank pay slips or the like that they can't afford an employee. And that would be also incapacity or um, failure to afford is mostly retrenchment. So, I mean, you'd have to retrench your, your, can, your, your, your domestic worker, which would be a ridiculous situation. Mm. One, of the, one of the listeners who's a domestic worker mentioned something around registering. Um, and and I, she, it was a voice note that we received, so I couldn't probe further to ask her what it is uh, that she meant when she said registered. She says that she's been working for um, uh, a family and she's been working for, I think, seven years, if I'm not mistaken, uh, but she hasn't been registered. What does that mean? And do you Would that have be to- registration for UIF and registration as, as a... An employee, so you'd be able to, if you then got dismissed, uh, claim UIF monies and the like. And also, you, uh, your employer is meant to pay a certain percentage to skill development levy, which is a one um, percent of your salary, mm. and then also to the UIF, which is the Unemployment Insurance Fund. So that if you do get unemployed, there is an insurance against you, so that you can earn a salary while you're unemployed. Yeah. Also, also, obviously, pays for people on maternity leave as well. I think the biggest problem that this employee has the one who's uh, working for three years, that she works overtime without getting paid yes, overtime. Yes. She works more than the 40 hours uh, standard per week. Yeah. She works weekends and the like. And weekends, Saturday's meant to be played as one and a half times and Sunday at twice the rate. Mm. So, I mean, that's, I think, the main reason that she's got in that regard. And she'd have to, uh, you know, launch. For my idea, the best thing to do is not to bring a whole host of grievances or a whole host of complaints. Meet as an employee deal one item at one stage documents because if you bring a whole range of um, complaints the employer can always say well i don't really understand what you want or what you need so it's very important that employees get together one item at each time put it in a grievance or complain to your employer negotiate with your employer you know but keep it to one one idea at one time yeah. Uh, for someone who's earning 3,200 rands, let's be honest, Andrew, they can't afford you. They can't afford a lawyer to to run around, um, you know, helping them out uh, to try and get like the minimum wage um, or, or, or paid fairly. As a like a domestic worker, where can they go to get to get access to um, legal legal advice? And also, let's understand that there's a power dynamic as well between the domestic worker as well as her boss. Uh, sometimes you find that they live in the home and they are afraid that if I uh, raise this up, they will kick me out of the house and then I'll have to be running around uh, to different uh, lawyers trying to sort this out. Yeah, so uh, it's definitely a power dynamic and that's a huge issue in this country. I mean, obviously, between employers, their dynamics and people also in this country really want job security. Job security is incredibly important to most employees. Mm because they believe that if they get dismissed from one job, they'll battle for many months to find another job yeah, somewhere else. Yeah. And that's a huge issue in this country. And I mean, obviously, in other countries, it's not, not as important job security. But there is help uh, that they can get. The Labor Court has got a pro bono offices. There's, you know, there's a lot of different pro bono offices that they can look up and find. You know, people do have access to the Internet, and there is free services offered to a lot of people. You know, legal aid and the like that's offered to people. And people can even, you know, 
phone me as well and find, I can give them contact details of legal aid, which they could uh, contact. Fantastic. But, but what happens to an employer if they are found to be underpaying their domestic worker? How can an employee best address this matter? Is, is this figure now going to be backdated? Is it lump sum payment that needs to be paid? What happens? Well, what happens is that usually there's an anonymous complaint to the Labor Department. The Labor Department sends an inspector within 21 days to the house or to the business. Uh-huh. Because really, uh, running a household isn't like a business. So, yeah. 21 days to send the, the inspector there. And then they issue what's called an, a preliminary fine, where they've got the employer's got to give 21 days to presume, produce the documentation that they need to produce. Mm. And then a final fine is within 21 days. So, in 63 days of a complaint, which is usually an anonymous complaint, uh, the employer, the, the labor department issues a fine, which can be anything from 10,000. To 100,000 even per infraction. Sure. Per, per complaint, yes. So, I mean, uh, the employer could eventually, you know, be taken to task by the Labor Department. We could even bring a case at the Labor Court or on, on behalf of the employee to uh, find the employer for failure to pay the minimum wage. I see. So obviously, this employee is getting paid above the minimum wage yeah. and is getting um, rent as well as accommodation, which is also, also added onto the salary and can be used to, you know, nullify the increase or nullify the, um, oh, not nullify the increase, but nullify the, the differences between salaries, which is also a problem that they've got. Oh, I see. So they can say, no, but you live with us and you also, um, you um, eat with us, therefore... Um, or we supply you some groceries. Supply you with some groceries. Oh, my goodness. Contact details, That's more Andrew. complicated than, I know. than the exterior. I know. Contact details, Andrew, for those people that um, want to have this very difficult conversation with you as well as the employer. Where can they get a hold of you? They can get hold of me um, on my work phone, which is 011-403-0015. On my cell, 083 7530. Yes. 7530. Yes. Got I've it. got other lines as well that they can phone. I'm available on the internet and LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, just try and get hold of me and we can resolve the issue. Thanks. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Andrew. There you go. We just had a, a chat with the labor law expert, Andrew Goldberg from Goldberg Attorneys. If you want to uh, reach out to him so he can help you with a labor dispute uh, between yourself as well as your employer, you can call him on 0114030015 or you can reach him on his cell phone 083 Radio 2000 Podcast.